All right, per usual, but just in case you guys haven't um, caught on every Saturday, we post this. But uh, after the game, basketball, this is what we're about to air here. Um, Kyle and I kind of break down the Auburn and Georgia game. That was crazy, but this originally aired on ESPN 106.7. Oh my! Let's go! Goodness gracious! What a game! Rip their hearts right out, man! Give them a little bit of hope and say, "Nope, this is right ours." Back. Sorry Get about it, right it. Zach, Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush here with you after the game basketball. We will be recapping Auburn's seventy-four to seventy-two win over the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens. And uh, man, that I was. A, um, I think I need a cigarette. I need my, something. I need something to cool my cool my nerves. I, I need, need something. something after that. Holy cow. All right, so a lot of storylines going into this one. Yes. Um, just a little bit before tip, nose up Jasper, mm. and like the whole roster is from Georgia. Right? I mean, so that those are kind of the big things going into it. And then everything looks so simple. It looked like Auburn was kind of coasting to uh cover, which was you know, they were they were projected to win by 16 in, in Vegas. And then the start of the second half happens, and everything goes Georgia's way. Yeah, completely, completely their way. We just fall. I mean, it's just it's typical. It's typical for our like the last the the last five minutes of a first half and the first five minutes of a second half. For whatever reason, we seem to kind of go through lulls there. Uh, and man, they just started making buckets. We couldn't make stops, and we couldn't make buckets. It was it was uh, just kind of a weird, weird second half. Yeah, and. You and I are sitting in here um, watching the game live um, in Palatial Studio A here at the network, <laughs> and uh, we were both kind of like, okay, who's going to step up here? Is it going to be Jabari? Is it going to be Wendell? Is it going to be KD? And I don't know if anybody really actually ever did step up. No, and we, another thing is I feel like we were playing the whole second half like on offense like we were down seven points. It felt like it we were, felt that way. We were we were panicky, very panicky. And that's to me, uh, that is where Zep Jasper missing uh Zep Jasper was absolutely huge. The the senior leadership, the uh he just he's just so steady. He doesn't turn the ball over. He kinda calms everybody down. Uh we were just very, very panicky. Like we like we had to like erase a, a deficit very fast we were just taking quick shots uh early in the shot clock and you know st- some of the times that stuff works for us but it was it was sketchy it was sketchy the, the second half yeah and in the first half we saw some of these role players play a bigger role because everybody kind of had to scoot over a little bit because uh no zep jasper and like you saw an incredible dunk by you know um devin cambridge which was exciting and i expected to see more of devin and he, I mean, he played more, but I didn't really notice him as much as I would have liked. Same that was with Jalen Williams. Points of the game. Yeah, like that's, I would have guessed that that was not going to be how the game would develop. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see more of Jalen Williams. Uh, he was one of three for four points, which, I mean, that's about what he does when everybody's at full strength. Yeah. Um, Chris Moore was in for a little bit, a lot more Preston Cook. Um, and, I'm seeing now Bruce is talking uh, on the broadcast, but he said, and we did that without Zepp Jasper, our quarterback. But that's kind of what it looked like. I mean, in the second half when Auburn, it was chaos. They couldn't get anything going. Zepp is the calm mind that keeps everyone together. I mean, we talked about that a few weeks ago. 
against the Kentucky Wildcats when everything was going crazy. He's like, Zepp is the only person I trust with the basketball right now. 100%. And, man, did they need him during that stretch. Leadership doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. Ooh. That's beautiful. That needs to be on a plaque. Somewhere. I'm crying. Leadership doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. Zepp is our leader. He's, to me, the heart and soul of this team. And uh, it's a little bit concerning to watch the drop-off. Um, but, you know, it is a road game, and Georgia is the best, easily the best 17-loss uh, school in the conference. In the uh, country. I, I don't think you're saying – name a team that has 17 losses that's, that's better it. than Georgia. I can't think of one. I can't either. Completely, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Jabari. Okay. He was not good today. No, no, timid, timid, very timid, uh, and not aggressive at all. Uh, that was sort of, I mean, you would think this would be a game he would want to come in and, you know, twenty and eight, you know, just drop it on him, home state school, uh, but. Uh, it's it's just one of the, it was one of those off games I guess you know he went to a fifteen a couple of weeks ago two a seven today he hit a three early and then could not get anything to fall he yeah. did have he had a pretty clutch you know put back or or something late in the game mm-hmm. that that tied the game up but yeah I would re- I just I really want to see more assertiveness from him I wish I, I I wish that he could just say you know flip the switch and say like he did against Alabama, and just say, I'm taking over this game. I'm tired of this. I'm taking this game over. He's 18. Yeah, he's young. He's 18. But, man, yeah, the the kid we saw play against Alabama, granted it was at home, and it was a crazy environment, you know, four days ago or whatever, whenever that was, to um, what happened on Saturday, drastically different approaches. Yes. And I don't feel like it was a game plan thing because I think they tried to get him involved, and then – there was even times where they'd get it to him on the wing, and he'd be open, and like he'd do the the pump fake and then pass it. Yeah, then he would get covered and pass it, <laughs> and so it's you know, and then late he was forcing it. He would do the pump fake thing, get covered, and then just shoot the three, shoot the fa- fade away. And something. it's like just get it and, and and launch that thing. You know, don't don't think about it. Play basketball. You're the best athlete, and you're the best player on the court. No, in, don't in think. the country. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And um, I don't think we saw that consistently enough from him today. But Auburn escapes one. How do you think this will affect things moving forward? Very similar, right, to um, Missouri a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah very similar. I Honestly, y'all, we keep talking about how the loss has got to come. Like, sometimes stuff like this – can be just as good as a loss. Just as good as a loss. Yeah, we said that after Missouri. A few said weeks that ago. after Missouri. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, regardless of their record, there it's it's still tough to go beat people at their at their place. They showed the record. I mean, Auburn played a ton of times. I think Auburn's only won now twenty seven times ever at in that arena. So um, it's it it's tough to go on the road in the SEC, regardless of records. Um, and uh, sometimes I think scares like this kind of kind of uh put a light on some of your deficiencies and i think clearly uh i I think i think this is a big this was a big big coaching opportunity and you're heading into a very another very tough road environment and i think hopefully zep will be back healthy for that game and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one against arkansas yeah georgia shot better than auburn from a percentage standpoint 
Auburn shot it 68 times. Georgia shot it 59 times. So nine shot difference. And then Georgia got to the free throw line um, a lot more. Where 29. 29 there, yeah, yeah, there were 20 of 29, and Auburn was 14 of 18. And, you know, I, I was talking to you about this towards the end of the game when it kind of looked like Auburn was going to lose this thing. And it's like, man, this is all defense. This is where you miss Zep because Auburn has won plenty of games this year, shooting 40% from the floor and shooting over 70% from the free throw line. They shot yeah. 77% today. Like, that's usually good enough because the defense is so shut down. Yeah. And that's kind of Georgia's thing is Georgia stinks on defense, but they've been able to score. It's just Tom Crean isn't a coach. He's just kind of a cheerleader, and so he can't <laughs> coach up defensive scheme uh, on that side of it and adapt to things. But Georgia was able to score with them because Auburn was missing their best defensive player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at some of these stats, and it just kind of, I'm, it, it's still, I'm sort of blown away how they're even, they were really even in this game. I yeah. mean, just killed them on the boards. Um, I think fouls, we got a little bit into foul trouble. They shot 10 or 11 more free throws than us, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I'm not complaining about that. We just, we didn't play very sound defense a lot of times and uh they got they they got into us and got and got us foul we made some stupid fouls on three pointers they had it's how how often do you have fouls on three pointers and i think we had two at least two today and i think they were both by devin unfortunately mm. uh but yeah so it's just uh uh one of those one of those games yeah and looking at it, like i saw auburn people and a little bit of the radio broadcast as well kind of complaining about the officiating and i thought it was pretty even yeah. Um, I think we just played sloppy. And, Ze- and Zepp being in, he doesn't foul as much. Yeah. We had more. F- I mean, we did have more fouls, and they shot more free throws, but at the same time, we made some bonehead play. We did make some bonehead uh, bonehead plays, at least. I can Off the top of my head, I can think of three or four right off the top of my head that were just, just out of position making dumb plays. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, be, we'll be all right, but it was, um, it was definitely a <laughs> – Definitely a blood pumper. Whew, yeah. Hey, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. 334-321-1390. After the game, basketball is presented by our friends at Baumhauer's. Baumhauer's is the best place to watch Auburn basketball or any sport. Um, I think the Senior Bowl's on now if you're into that. If you want to watch it somewhere, Baumhauer's is the place to go. Yep. But they've got all kinds of food, but they have the best pizza and calzones in town? In town. Coal fire oven, babe. Let's go. It's the only type of oven like that on the planet, is what I'm being told. Definitely Alabama, we'll confirm, could be planet. Um, yeah, but until then, we are just going to say planet. But seriously, they've got uh, great service, great folks. There's TVs all over the place. Uh, be sure to check out our friends at Baumhauer's on the Bent Creek exit. This is After the Game Basketball on ESPN 106.7. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. After the game, basketball here on ESPN 106.7 is presented by 
Baumhauer's Victory Grill. Yeah. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush here with you. Let's go to the phones. 334-321-1390. Ed is first up today. Ed, that was a close one. A little uh, a little uncomfortably close. Uh, Bring it, you, Ed. What would you think of the game? Hey, hey, it was too close, just like you said. Uh, I, you know, I'm happy for a win. Uh, you know, War Eagle for that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, you know, I, I just don't really think – I don't know if Walker Kessler gets enough credit as, as he deserves. But could, could you read me off the stats for Jabbar Smith for today, as, and, and especially on turnovers? How many times did he throw the ball away? Uh, too many. All right, so Jabari Smith, he was 2 of 7 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3. He made both of his free throws. He had 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Three turnovers, Ed, and then he had uh, two fouls, and he scored seven points. Yeah, yeah it, w- it wasn't a good game for Jabari, but, uh, you, you know, I know I, maybe nerves, I don't know, but I, I just, uh, I, I, I'm just happy for a win and, uh, you know, seeing what your guys thought, and I'm not going to go into the football thing because it's a basketball thing. <laughs> uh, don't do it, Ed. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> oh, yesterday was too long for that, Ed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Y'all know anything, just pass it along when there's a law, you know, because I don't know what's going on. Uh, y'all know more than me. But but anyway, War Eagle. War Eagle, good Ed. To have All right. Hey. See y'all. Hey, thanks, Ed. Yeah, and Ed's specifically asking about Jabari Smith's turnovers, and it was three. Kind of felt like more than that, but two of those were within like time. 30 seconds, within 30 seconds, you know, with the last two or three minutes of the game. Back to back, back to back possessions. Right. Uh, two turnovers in crunch time. He that, probably heard you yelling. Oh, yeah, probably from here, <laughs> all the way in Athens. I hope he didn't hear what I what I was yelling, but um, but yeah, it was back to back possessions. He threw it away. Uh, whew, that was, and that could have been. I mean, that could have been could have been devastating. The game, yeah, mm. and it kind of develops differently if they make uh, if Georgia makes that free throw at the end. That's that's so true. We got that foul, and then they had the one and one, and dude bricks the first one, and we were both like. Whew. Yep. Just like a turnover. Just like a turnover. It, it really <laughs> kind of felt that way. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, I guess it was KD made the first layup to, yeah. to go up to, uh, to tie it. Which was really like a terrible – it was a terrible shot that some – or a terrible possession that somehow bounced around to him and he was behind everybody. Even he was like, oh, my God, like I scored, but like, good God, come on, guys. Yeah, was, and then the approach was, okay, just get a stop – We'll win in overtime. I said it. I said, please, just get this to overtime. Just yeah. get this to overtime, and we'll blow them out. In over- we may cover in overtime, but like, just get to <laughs> overtime where we can settle this thing down and, and just get out of this place. Totally. Totally. And then Auburn got the ball back after the stop with like 11 seconds left. It's like, really? Okay, there you go. And then, you know, Wendell went down there and... Like um, a madman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No no real set anything. It's just go, I'm faster than you. And so it's I'm like, just, I'm going to brute force this thing. And he almost turned it over. He almost turned it over. Uh, luckily, the guy made contact with the ball as he went up. And, Total, he, yep. and he got to come back down and then go back up. And it seemed like it bounced around on the rim for uh, a year. It reminded me of when we played at South Alabama. Mm. You remember that play? I think it was uh, Okoro, was it not? We played at South Alabama, and he goes up with like no time left on the clock, uh, and the ball just and we were I down. I do remember that. We were, yes. down, we were down by one, and he goes up and it bounces around for like was seemingly thirty seconds, yeah, do, 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 like a pinball machine, and finally 
finally drops and and we win the game. But the Wendell driving thing, you mentioned the contact, it all happened around the free throw line and then when he got like the ball back, he was all by himself, by himself. under the basket. It's exactly. like, "Oh, this is easy. Yeah. Well, they're going to do this." Yeah. I don't know how that how that happens, but it was Yeah, the lack of pursuit there was encouraging. That's that's Tom Crean defense for you. Tom Crean defense. Go deep. Georgia, just real quick Georgia. Please listen to me. Do not fire Tom Crean. Keep Please. Him Keep him forever. He just got you within two points of the number one team. Yeah, and you're going to cut him loose? One possession from winning that game. Please keep him. Keep him forever. He has a he, – he makes the most insane – he has he looks like a psycho sometimes on the sideline. He makes like these wry grins. Yeah. And, and like, come on, kind of faces. I mean, I'm just like – How what? does – real talk. How does he still have a job? I – how does he still have a job after having the number one draft pick that's, and that's missing the, the tournament? That's big. That, that's big. Like, and and like, it, was and Anthony then, Edwards overrated? Yeah, I think so. But you had the number one draft. That'd be like Bruce Pearl having this team and Jabari going up number one overall and how being about awful. This? How about this? You have Walker Kessler, whose whole family back to the 1800s has played basketball at Georgia, and he chooses a different school twice over <laughs> – over <laughs> playing for Tom Crean. That's fi- that should be fireable. Then you got Jabari Smith, which I mean, he's from Georgia, but uh he didn't really have any ties to Georgia, but you let the number one pick in the draft get out of your state. You lose Walker Kessler twice when his whole family played at Georgia that and extended cousins and and nephews and aunts and uncles, they all played at Georgia. I mean, it's 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 insane. I I, I hope he stays forever. <laughs> hope he stays forever. Thank yeah, that'd be great. Um Let's let's talk about Georgia for a second. Okay. Um, now that we're removed from the game, yeah. Now that it's over, I think this is better. I love it because everyone in that <laughs> arena thought they in, had it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they thought they had it. But they went into it thinking there's not a chance, but maybe it'll be fun to just be there and see the number one team. Yeah. Because there's no way they've had that many people there at all this season. There's no. just I refuse to believe it. No. You can show me numbers, I still won't believe it. But then. They thought they had it. They go on a little 11-point run, tie the game up. The crowd is whipped into a frenzy. They're like, oh, my gosh, guys. Then it's three minutes left, and the game's still tied. They take the lead. Oh, man, we got a chance to do this. And then, boom, heart ripped out, rug pulled out from under you, 17 losses. (laughs) That hurts. That is the worst. That is the worst way. Because you feel like, first of all, you feel like you're, it's kind of, honestly, honestly, it has to feel Be a honest lot, with me. It feels a lot, has to feel a lot like we felt in the Iron Bowl. In a game we probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah. And le- literally at the end, the rugs pulled out from under you. I mean, that, that hurts even worse. I, I, I'm, but I you want, were, but, but it's a little bit different than that because you were getting waxed and then you go on a run. It's not like you controlled it throughout. That's true, too. That's true. Um, you true. stormed back. And you're like you. It's like we have all the momentum in the world. I don't think Auburn ever felt like they had momentum in the Iron Bowl. You know what no, I mean? That's true. That's um, true. You're always thinking it, you could lose it at any point in time. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I love it. Another thing. Were you surprised how many Georgia fans had Georgia basketball jerseys on? I read. I think it was a Dominique Wilkins jersey like giveaway or something like. It that. It was almost too many of them. It where it's ton. like they had to be given away at the gate or something. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Because a Georgia fan's not going to buy that. No. The uh, majority probably don't even realize he played at Georgia, if we're being quite frank. Mm-hmm. But th- that is pretty sweet, though. 
they did they do the jersey giveaway thing? I, I think that's I read that. That's what that was. Okay, so there that was a lot, there was quite a few of twenty one jerseys. Be cool if we did like a um, Charles Barkley. Yep, absolutely. What about Chuck Person? Probably wouldn't work. <laughs> We probably could give a lot of this away. <laughs> they may have you to like clear it. that out of the pro shop or whatever. Yeah. All right, let's get away from that real quick. Um, guess who led in plus minus? My favorite basketball stat. All right, I'm not gonna look. I'm gonna guess. Okay. I'm going to say. All right. Well, just real quick. Zep Jasper is in the top five with zero. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. Oh wow, that's impressive. Not a good night. Not a good night. So I'm gonna go with. Probably Wendell. Wendell had zero. His plus minus was zero. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. KD's was three. Jabari was minus one. Kessler was minus one. But the other starter, Alan Flanagan, led the way with plus six. <laughs> Sometimes I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand plus minus, but uh, how, how it plays out the way it does. This but, is I mean, the you kind can't of game, argue though, with it. You can't argue no, with it. No, I mean, it's yeah, there's nothing you know abstract about it. But this is the kind of game where like Auburn would win by two if Zepp was there, and it's like plus minus would be like plus nine or something. Yeah. Plus, uh, I mean, plus six, that's that's pretty solid. Uh, his The rest of his stats, uh, one of three, um, it seemed like – I wonder how many turnovers he had. He had – Allen did have three turnovers, uh, eight points. Right. How does that end up – I guess it's it has to be defense and like the flow of the game. I guess did he have he had two assists um, while he was on the court? I, I don't know. That's interesting. Very yeah, interesting. it is. But we've talked about this before. Allen brings so much more to the game than just his offense. If I'm and not mistaken, he led plus minus against Oklahoma as well. He did. Yep. Because we talked about that. We did. Yep. Absolutely. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Next up on the show today is Brett from Borgard. Brett, how's it going? Hit it, Brett. Going great. Um, twenty-two and one, outstanding. Yes, twenty-two and one, and what's going on? They should be number one, but I got to say, it, unless one player on that team learns the words "time" and "score" and what to do in certain situations, Auburn will not get to the Final Four nor the Elite Eight. Hmm. Jabari Smith had three shots the second half, three attempts. One of those was on an offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Yep. There the ain't but one person running around on that court who you put that blame on. And I'll let y'all figure that one out. Mm. No, I would rather you tell us. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you putting on Jabari or, or coaching? No, I'm talking about someone who dribbles dead in the traffic and then jumps in the air and throws it away. I'm talking about coming down court three times out of five trips, dribbling right up in the guy's face. I'm not talking about doing a step back and throws up a three-pointer and it barely touches the front of the rim. Wendell Green has got to learn time and score. you got to have a point guard knowing what's going on, Right. how many fouls are on the other team, Who's hot? Who's not? I'm with who you. needs to get the ball at a certain point in the game, and where they need to get the ball in the certain? A very good player. Glad he's at Auburn, but it's it's no different than having a fifty-five percent quarterback who's going to just throw the ball up for grabs when you get inside the twenty-five. Brad, I'm so glad you said this because I've said this before about Wendell, and I a love different player. He's yeah. a different type player. Yeah, I, I love I love watching him play when he's hot. But like today. Wendell Green, he scored 19, second on the team, only behind uh, KD, 
which KD is a similar situation, but uh, he has 19 points but was 5 of 17 shooting. It's like if you shoot it 17 times, you should have more than 19 points, I think. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're shooting six free throws too. I mean, come on, That's seven. Yeah, he he now, made he was six and seven from uh from the charity stripe. Yeah, even though even if you score nineteen going five of seventeen, come down and you know if it's not there, bring it back out, hit the open man. We we don't need the great play. Auburn needs the good smart play. Well, Auburn's got guys. If Auburn had one or two guys on the team who could score. They would need the great pass, the great play, the great pass. Auburn's got people that score. Yep. You get them the ball in the spot they need it. But anyway, it's still a great win. Anytime you beat the barking females, it's a great win. Oh. <laughs> that a baby. Brett, thank him, you. Brett. Yep, Brett. Hey, that was a good call. Great call and great call. And I think this goes back to our conversation about Zepp and his leadership uh, that you know some of the stuff that he does it doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Yeah, um, we played a little bit panicky. Wendell kind of seemed a little bit panicky. I got to get there fast. We got like we're down seven or something like that. I do see a lot of what Brett's saying. I think he I think he nailed it. I think he nailed it. But the thing is, that's not who Wendell is. He's got a he's going to become that. Wendell is a scoring point guard. Wendell is the guy that drives, makes plays, and. We got the big guys that clean up. He's not much of a facilitator. Well, let me ask you this though: Should his role change if Zepp's not there? Yeah, but I mean that you, you're this asking is not who he you're is. asking him to be the player that he's not right now. I mean, in in theory, I mean, he's but should only you a try. Soft. Should you try if you're him? Sure, I, I, I think he, I think he might have tried, <laughs> and Maybe. then you get to the point where it's like, okay, I got to do something. This ain't working. I got to take over. That's fair. That, that mindset. That's why I love. I love Wendell coming off the bench mm-hmm. because it's a change-up. It's like, all right, Wendell, go get him. Go sick, sick him. <laughs> go get after him. And he goes in. He'll shoot threes. He'll make, he'll make drives, layups, shoot a bunch of free throws. Then you come out, settle everybody down with zip. It's a great balance. Uh, and I'm so glad that we get both of them back that next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just as a, as a team, and I think looking at guard plays a microcosm of this, but 10 assists for the team and 14 turnovers. And Zepp's big thing is like he's the best in the country, and you know that ratio. So, yeah, I mean the proof's right there, and there's no way to argue it. That's right. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush after the game basketball is presented by Baumhauer's Victory Grill. More on our friends at Baumhauer's in just a moment. We'd love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. More coming up. After the game, basketball live on ESPN 106.7. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush. Normally we're at Baumhauer's. We're short-staffed today, so I'm uh, I'm back to running the board here, which is fine, which yeah. is fun, which is fun. But, uh, yeah, love our guys at, uh, at Baumhauer's. Love them. I'm about to go uh, stress eat six pounds of gooey fries, I think, is what I'm going to do. That'll make here. anybody feel better. Yeah, you got to. Take a nap, stress eat, gooey fries, let's go. Yeah, get an order of gooey fries, get an order of the – the was it bam bam shrimp is that what it's yes, called yes yes get both of those things just appetizer it up get enough for the whole table and, dive in baby and then go home take a nap and we'll do it again tomorrow. wake up tomorrow and you go to church that's it there that's you it. Go. your saturday's done um three three four three two one thirteen ninety devin cambridge only scored two points but the two points that he scored they were beautiful incredible incredible i tweeted after that happened 
Um, Devin Cambridge does not jump. He floats. Yeah. And then somebody responded to that and says, he does not jump. He just pushes the earth down. Yeah. And then somebody also said he has the ability to turn off gravity. It's, it's possible. All it three does. of those things can be true. So I'm going to have a little hot take right here. You ready for this? I love your hot takes. Hit me with it. That was the greatest dunk as far as difficulty uh, execution that I've ever seen at Auburn. I'm going to throw that out there. So you're saying that's the best dunk at, in Auburn history. That's the best basketball dunk play in Auburn history. Off the glass. Why did you need to add the words to it? Basketball dunk in Auburn okay. history? Dunk, greatest dunk. <laughs> basketball play. I don't know. I'm just excited over it. <laughs> okay, it's the greatest it. dunk in the history of Auburn. If you take, if you really think about the degree of difficulty here, off the glass, it took two players to do it. Off the glass, he reaches behind himself with one hand off the glass, slams it, coming full down court, head of steam. Hot, hot, it, that is the best dunk I've ever seen at Auburn. And how about, it, it came from Wendell, right? Yeah. How about Wendell seeing it happen and bouncing it off the glass to him? It, it, it was just, it was unbelievable. And it was so, he, he executed it so flawlessly that you almost didn't even know he made it. You know what I mean? Like the, the rim didn't really move. The, the net didn't really move. He literally put it perfectly through the net, coming from behind, coming downhill, catching it off the glass with one hand. Unbelievable. That's going to make a lot of people that, you know, the Chris Porter dunk that that we that we that lives in lore that we that is sort of the big fish story that yeah. gets better and better every time we tell it. Right. Pretty sure he jumped from half court. Greater than sign. Devin Cambridge. Yeah. Throw it out there. Call and let's fight. Yeah. Was that the best dunk in Auburn basketball history? I I can't argue against it. The only the. The closest, another close one. I, I feel like uh, Malik caught a half court, uh, caught an alley oop from half court with one hand one time, from or from outside the three point line, which that to me is just anytime you anytime mid air you can palm a basketball, yeah, and dunk it from like not right there off the goal, like from miles away, right. is, is just incredibly impressive. It's to beautiful, me. yeah, right. Dunks are so great because I can't do them. Here's another question. Hit it. Just from a basketball standpoint, okay. not a person standpoint. Devin Cambridge and Malik Dunbar, are they the same person? Mm. I think they're this I think Devin's more athletic. Malik's the better shooter, but they're almost they're like so close to being the same person. You're absolutely you're absolutely that's you nailed that. They're literally they're like almost carbon copies of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, Malik had a larger role because I think the team that he played on wasn't as deep. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and they also like do the dirty stuff too. Yes, they do the dirty. They're so valuable. They'd like to get in there and mix it up. Offense. Devin, I, he has to lead the country in offensive rebounds for guys under seven feet. Um, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> See, it forgot six. Uh, let's look it up. We need oh, wow. To, we he need... was actually really bad today. I didn't realize this. Plus minus or in general? Yeah. Oh, he only had two points. I know. He only yeah, had... it was one of four. Oh, for two from three. He had like three offensive rebounds, though. At least two or three. Offensive yeah, he had three. Yep. Three offensive rebounds. No defensive, though. He's not going to get that. No. But an offensive rebound? Oh. You know what that means to me? It means hustle. Hustle. He's exactly. hustling. Exactly. Every day he's hustling. Somebody get me a stat. Six, six guys in the 
whole country offensive rebounds. I guarantee you, Devin Cambridge leads it. Yeah, and like ratio to like playing time because like some, played. Yeah, we're not <laughs> Let's asking go super specific. We're not asking for a lot here. Also, his name has to start with a D. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'll. You just take. You can even take that out for me. <laughs> I just want to know minutes played per offensive rebound. Men six six and under. He had I the guarantee. worst plus minus on the team though. He was minus nine. Ouch. In nineteen minutes. Ouch. That is not good. Okay, forget everything I just said. <laughs> um, no, but you're, the dunk and the offensive rebound thing, I think you're spot on. Though. Big props. I, I think w- you're spot that on That was there. the most incredible thing. I, I, and I feel like we should talk about that dunk for years. But we won't because it was against Georgia. And we'll forget. The, yeah, it wasn't in a big game, like a big, meaningful game. It's like the Odell Beckham catch. Yeah. It's like that probably was the best catch ever, but it's like – it was in some pointless like Sunday night Sunday game. Sunday night game, and I don't think either team like made the playoffs or something. Like right, that. <laughs> something crazy. So it's like, does that stuff matter? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was, but that was an unbelievable dunk. Hey, you go off the glass one handed for me. I'm gonna remember you for life. What does this game mean moving forward? Now, does it mean anything? You go to Arkansas next. Is that right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But yes. you go to Arkansas, then you come home and play um, Texas A&M at home. Exactly. Um, I think, and, and that'll be game day. That'll that be college game, game day. day. That's big. We haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. Um, I think the sometimes these games can be as good as losing, but coming out with a win sort of obviously makes it that much better. Um, I think it showed us. Uh, I think it. I think it definitely showed us even more, more so, some of the weaknesses we have when we are when things aren't going right. We've got to figure out ways to. Stop the bleeding. Uh, hey, we called a timeout and a run first for the first time, I think, possibly in the history of Bruce being here, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's interesting Bruce's philosophy f- towards that yeah. because it seems to be different than a lot of other coaches. Yeah, it does. And most of the time in away games, I think you kind of worry about calling a timeout because it'll make the the home like, crowd it'll erupt. Like add to it. But yeah. I feel like we had 50% of the – we had at least 50% of the fans of that. We It was 50% Auburn in that arena. Like, our fans were loud. Like, when we would hit, hit a shot, you could audibly hear it on TV. Like uh, Audibly. Audibly, you could hear it. It was it was loud. Not only Props. could you hear it, you could audibly hear audibly it. Audibly hear it. And I think that's Props. an important distinction. It is very important. Props to those who made that who made that. Just trip. like saying, instead of saying best dunk, say basketball. best basketball dunk play. It could have been, you could have been talking about dunking a donut or a, an Oreo into some milk. Who knows? I, I think it's really important that a basketball show, you made that distinction. I, I, mean, I think it's important. I'm glad you did it. I'm, I'm I, glad you did it. Especially with, you know, people saying, you know, dunked on so often now. Like, oh, if you get you mm. got dunked on even when it's not basketball, you got to distinguish things. Okay. Next time that happens, I want you to point it out to me. Please. <laughs> Thank you. I okay. appreciate that. But uh, as far as moving forward and going to Fayetteville, I mean, Arkansas is a significantly better team than Georgia and, and Missouri. Hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were so inconsistent early in the season, and now you're starting to see kind of the same team come out there on a more regular basis. This is, um, this is one that's going to be – like Arkansas, like unlike Georgia, like Arkansas actually has basketball fans. Oh, yeah. They, like, get, they get rowdy. Like that will be a tough place to play this week. And they're is gonna that be Tuesday or up? Wednesday? It is, uh, let's see, Tuesday we play, yeah, t- Tuesday at 6. We have a 6 o'clock game again? Thank yeah. goodness. First game of the night. Let's go. Sweet. Need it. Need it. If you if you win that one, if you win that game, I'm just going to, you can almost go ahead and almost. Are you about to say it? 
Are you about to say it? Yeah. You, say I would it. say it's almost a clinch. I would say it's almost a clinch yeah. if you win that game. Right. Especially with um, – should, should we be pulling for Alabama against Kentucky? I'm going to say something right now. I'm going to be RTR tonight. Hard. You don't have to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'll just enunciate. Yeah, I'll don't, just, don't I'll just say do that. the abbreviation. Don't say it. You have to pull for you have to pull for what's good for Auburn. If you want to be a good fan, you have to pull for what's good for Auburn, and we need Alabama to take down Kentucky at home. And this seems like the kind of game that they'll get up for and win. Oh yeah, 100%. you know what I mean. It like, kind of could, feels like like I think I'm actually like I would pick Alabama at tonight. some point in time. They were favored by a point. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think it swing it swung back to like a pick 'em. Okay, which means the which means the money's pouring in on Kentucky. Bama by nine. And that means Bama's going to Bama by nine. <laughs> yeah, they're setting you up. They're I feel like we you. saw this exactly a week ago when they played Baylor. So begging you to take uh they're begging you to take Kentucky. Yeah. Right now. Right. Three three four, three two one, thirteen ninety. We'd love to hear from you as we are recapping Auburn's seventy-four to seventy-two win. Uh it was a nail biter against the Georgia Bulldogs. More coming up. I've been craving wings like crazy. You know where I'm going after this? Where's that? Baumhauer's Victory Grill? No doubt. No doubt. Best wings in town. No question. No question at all. So, yeah, be sure to check out our friends at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. I'm a big wing flavor guy. Okay. Tons of them. Tons of options. You like having options or you like I like flavor? having options. Okay. I like having options. And they got everything. I mean, you can get, like, peanut butter wings or something like that. You yeah. Like, hey, I've crazy. never had enough courage to do that. Never. I haven't either. I love peanut butter. Yeah. I love wings. They just don't really seem to... I feel like mix. It was, I don't know. I haven't ever tried it, so but may, I may give it a shot. May give it a run next time. Okay. I don't think you have it in you. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna t- be real. I'm gonna take pictures. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. So ESPN announced that College Game Day will be in Auburn this Saturday. Where were they for Auburn, Kentucky? I don't know. They're in the studio, unfortunately. Yeah. They were doing this thing where, like, the first couple of weeks they did all in studio stuff. But yeah, was that, a, co- big, was that a COVID thing? I think or it a, was. I okay. think it was. I don't know why. Now it's like it's cool it, now. But yeah, um, it's, it's like arguably worse now. But that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Inconsistencies all over the place. But okay, that's fine. But the whole um, I've been in this camp of like building Texas A and M up. Yeah. Because they were. Uh, they were like the longest to go undefeated yeah. in the conference without Auburn, but they've really fallen off as of late. Yeah, they just lost. Uh, they just lost to South Carolina. They, they lost to Texas A and M. They lost to Arkansas. They lost like three in a row, uh, and then they played their last game. I'm sorry, they lost their last four, I believe, in a row. So well, then somebody there was a graphic going maybe around. five. <laughs> Kentucky, oh yeah, Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee. They've lost their last five. In a row. Is that- There's some decent teams, though, in that. Yeah. But the there was a graphic going around of, like, all the teams in college basketball that don't have a quad one win, and they were on there. It's like, dang, they don't have one quad one win? That's yeah. – you can't get into the tournament if you don't have quad you one gotta wins. Have, you so, got to have them. Um, yeah, and when Lenardi put out his first one, they were, like, in the first four teams out. So they were they were pretty close. Hit 334-321-1390. John is next. John, that was a close one. How you feeling? Yeah, uh – Better, better. Good. <laughs> hey, uh, what happened to Zepp Jasper today? Sounds like he was sick. They kept specifying that it was a non-COVID 
illness, but he traveled with the team. Yeah. And based on social media stuff, it looked like he even participated in shoot-around last night. But yeah. maybe he caught something. Maybe he didn't feel well doing that stuff. I don't know. But he was with the team last night. But uh, I guess he didn't feel up, uh, up enough to play. As far as we know, he'll be back Tuesday night. Uh, I hope so. I mean, we definitely yeah, could see. Uh, we, we definitely could see. You know, he would have brought a more of a, a steady hand to the game today. Yeah, that's for sure. So, okay. Well, I was just wondering because I knew they were saying he wasn't there, and I didn't know why. Yep. So. Yep. A non-COVID illness. John, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I love that we have to specify now. It's like non-COVID. Yeah. Which I guess is important because now with you if know you, I guess SEC would, protocol and all that, you'd be out Tuesday too. You would think. If if it's COVID protocol, I think it's five days, and that's right in that. And then you have to prove you have to have two tests or something. Like yeah, that. two days in a row with a negative test. I think. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and you definitely we need Zep bad, bad, bad for Arkansas. No question. Back to the game day conversation though. Do you think? Uh, how do you think the fan base will respond to packing up Auburn Arena? For I that mean, one? I'm thinking there's going to have to be another camp out. It's an 11 o'clock game. Like it's going to be madhouse for them to get in there like i don't even know how they're going to be able to audibly hear anything <laughs> i wonder how there's going to be fo- like do you have to have a ticket to the game to do that is it, i feel i feel like in the past they're probably going to have to do something because i imagine the kids will just stay there because think about the it. students make sense yeah because yeah. that's general admission anyway yeah i mean you typically open the gates an hour and a half. I think they opened a gate. That gate's an hour and a half before the game. But the well, sh- the show's, show's nine start- to eleven, right? It's ten to eleven. Ten to eleven. Okay. So they may open the gates, and we may have a full we may have a full arena before the game, which would be that would be absolutely insane. Uh, I think it's interesting. Also, uh, I think it's interesting also that eleven o'clock games are like the marquee games in basketball, and then like if you get an eleven o'clock game in football, you think it's sucks. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah, it's significantly easier to get to a basketball arena than a football stadium, at least yeah. in Auburn, anyway. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Three through four, three, two, one, thirteen, ninety. Kathleen is next up. Kathleen, that was a crazy one. It surely was. I'm sure glad it, it turned out like it did. I have a question about two players. Uh, one is Chris Moore. Why is he not playing? And also, what is wrong with uh, Leor Berman? Uh, I've heard Leor is an ankle issue that he's had. Uh, he's and ankle issues are nagging. It's hard to g- come back from those. As far as Chris Moore goes, um, that's not really a question. I, I, he he plays behind uh, Devin and Allen, uh, and so you have Devin and Allen out there. Uh, and I think it's easy to if it, it's easy to get in the get on the court in a two deep. But once it gets three deep in one position, and he's not. Chris Moore's a great player, but versatility is not necessarily his his strong suit. He is definitely a three, a small forward. So uh, you're playing behind two guys that are playing pretty good basketball. And we saw more of Chris Moore he played before little... Allen came back when he was still out with an injury right. earlier in the season. But he's just buried right now. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I was just curious about that. No, thanks. Ab- thanks. Absolutely, thanks, Kathleen. Kathleen. Appreciate that. Three three four three two one. 1390. And that, that's the crazy thing with this team. It's just so deep. It's yeah. just so deep because Chris Moore's a really good player. He is. He was a four a high four-star guy uh when when he was in high school. Uh and he can't get on the court right now because he's playing behind two guys that are playing really good basketball. And then Berman, like think about that dimension that's added to when he can come back. I mean, f- shooting 50% they from They need three. him today, honestly. Yeah, a buff when you just need a bucket, he just 
he may only play four or five minutes, but he just he's going to get a he's going to hit a big shot when he comes in. So he gives you effort on defense too. He doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Right. And I, I think some of that is Bruce doesn't put him in a situation where he has to do a whole lot, but still he he does he's got a great role. They put him in. Hey, and when he goes in, he's got the green light. Bruce gives him green light. And he says, "Fill it up when you go in." Totally. So, yeah. so that's that's big too. Right. Three three four three two one. 1390. Our final segment of this week's edition of After the Game is next. Final few minutes of this week's edition of After the Game Basketball. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush. What were you watching over there? That had to do with... Uh, yeah, Bruce got a little feisty on the post game. We couldn't hear the post game interview on the uh, SEC network, but it sounded like uh, one of the guys at the table said something that uh, Georgia deserved to win that game right before they cut to Bruce and asked him some questions, and Bruce was not happy. No, we deserve to win that game. We came on the road. They almost <laughs> they beat Alabama here. We they shot twenty free throws in the first half. Like no, we deserve to win that game. Yeah, he, he was not happy with that analysis. They're, I love that. Yeah. That makes me so. That gets me so jacked. Yeah, and you, you you wonder why players love them so much. It's like God. my guys worked hard and they won. Give yeah. them credit. Yeah. and that's always a that's a an easy talking point. I say easy, a common talking point. Whenever like an underdog almost wins. They deserved it. It's like, no, they didn't. They didn't score as many. Exactly. How do you not deserve a win? Like, when you win, how did you not deserve it? Well, you outplayed the team that you were playing against. That's the dumbest. I'm with you. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's disrespectful to the team that, that gritted it out. And in this case, Bruce Pearl called him out for it. So that is awesome. I love Bruce Pearl. <laughs> I, Bruce Pearl for president of the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, you want to do players of the game to kind of put a ball on this thing? Let's do it. Okay. Um, I will go with, I don't want to be cliche here, so I will go with Walker Kessler. <laughs> Five of seven from the floor, most efficient player on this team. Ten points, uh, didn't quite get the double-double with nine rebounds, but obviously um, Auburn just has to do things differently defensively um, when he's not out there. And I don't think he was out there as much as he should have been, even though he ended the game with, uh, with four fouls. Yeah, I mean... I, I, that's who I was going to pick is Walker. He's just he's, we, we can both pick. He him. is a factor, uh, and I, that game in general, um, I feel like he got some ticky tack fouls called on him, and kind of hampered his minutes a little bit. Uh, but he just—I mean—he affects the game more than any player uh, that that I can really remember at Auburn. He's just a big that people you can drive deep on him and him just his presence there is going to to make you at least think more than you would like to think um and he is i, I just I'm, I'm proud of him going into georgia he like i said earlier he all his family's played at basketball there so i'm sure that was really emotional uh and yeah he pulled it out I, we ought to talk about um uh kd should get honorable mention for being able to play through all those loud boos that was terrible, man. That had to be tough. Yeah, what's up with um? <laughs> you're so mad that you lost a bench player that you're just gonna boo him when he gets the ball. Like, yeah, I felt cared he, about him that much. Why didn't you start him? Exactly, exactly. Like who who's gonna boo an opposing player that you wouldn't even start? Like when he was at your school, like that so makes, bizarre. That makes no sense whatsoever. And and another thing is that's literally like KT KD is literally just absorbing that. In, in creating energy. Yeah. Some, he's a psycho. Yeah. Some players <laughs> that would probably help your case, KD feeds off of that stuff. No, he wants he, he wants the booze to be louder. He's like a plant, but instead of sunlight, 
um, energy, darkness. darkness, negative energy. It's like photosynthesis. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He's like a vampire plant. Vampire plant. <laughs> KD Johnson. Um, you want to go over any memes real quick? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll, I'm not going to read the one I read earlier because I don't want to go even go there. Um, that's fine. A lot of people talking about Aaron Murray's mom, which is hilarious, talking about uh, she will write a lengthy Facebook post yeah. about how unhappy she is about this loss. I think it's funny. Yep. Um, I love the whole uh, – I mean, there's a lot of stuff about Katie Johnson. There's a lot of stuff about how um, – Strep Jasper enjoyed your L from his bed. <laughs> <laughs> strep Jasper. Because of the rumor is he has strep throat. Right. Be, be still, <sighs> Prince. You're okay. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, just lost to the cardiac cats. Um, there's some good. There's some really good ones. Um, sorry for pushing P. <laughs> the Katie John. Hey, this is. I, I saw this the other day, and this isn't even really the Katie Johnson where he's the guy peeking out from behind the tree in the yellow suit, like that. Mm, I'm about to get it. Yeah. That thing, but it's uh-huh. got Katie's face on it. Is the best. That that got me down so hard the other day. And I it's saw, it's just so well done too. Yes, it looks natural. Like it looks like that was the and it's so true because he was literally because he's literally like that. He's literally like that the whole the whole game. This one just says you just got creamed. Oh, <laughs> love it, love it. Please don't uh, please don't fire him. <laughs> uh, there's a good Jimmy Rain one in there, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, let's stay not, away from let's that. Stay one. away from that one. Let's stay away from that one. Um, all right, I think we're good. Yep, you just lost, just lost a psycho kid, KD Johnson, and it's KD in a straight jacket. Vampire plant, KD Johnson. Vampire plant. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, this has been fun. We will be back next week to recap Auburn versus Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Little game day action. So the game's at 11, like you said. And so we'll go on the air a little after one, probably. Should be a blast. Should be a blast. Till then, this has been... ESPN 106.7's After the Game, basketball presented by Baumhauer's. Join us every Auburn basketball Saturday, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Auburn, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. When the Auburn game is done, it's After the Game, here on ESPN 106.7.